Welcome to Where's My Stethoscope. This is Nurse Danielle. And Nurse Debbie. Today, we're going to be talking to you about time management in nursing school. Thanks for joining us. So Nurse Debbie, I'm going to have you start and tell us a little bit why time management skills are so important when you are a nurse. Well, Nurse Danielle, I think time management, in my opinion, is more about control and reducing anxiety than anything else. Um, I need control in my life. And through time management, that's how I gain that control and reduce my anxiety. And how do you feel that that... I mean, obviously, we understand why that's so important in nursing school, but how does that cross over to being at the bedside once you're actually a nurse? Well, having control of your emotions and having control of your life and how to manage all those things that take away from the patient, from what you need to get done is is important. You need that control and you need to know and be comfortable with it. And it takes practice. It's not a natural ability. You learn it and you practice it. And you learn it in nursing school. That's where it starts because you have all of that time to manage and it just translates into practice. Okay. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And I think that having good time management skills at the bedside not only helps you get through your day on, you know, doing your day-to-day activities like passing medications, getting your assessments, getting your vitals. But it's it's a bigger, it's a bigger picture too, because you have to be able to manage multiple patients and physicians and colleagues. And and there's a lot that, you know, kind of all fits together in that puzzle when you're taking care of your patients. That time management is like control and and how to control the actions of others around you because that whole environment is difficult. Um, you need to learn how to speak up for yourself. You have to say, I'm working on something else right now. Let's, can we meet later and let's, t- let's schedule time or help me prioritize this? Is this something that needs to be done right now? And speaking up and advocating for your time is not an easy practice. It's something that you start developing in nursing school and take it into practice. Absolutely. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that here. And once we get into some of the different things we're going to talk about to manage your time. So my first tip for time management is get a planner. And I want you to get a planner that you can write in. And I want it to have multiple tabs. So I want it to have month tabs, week tabs, maybe even daily tabs. And I want it to be something that you can write a lot of information in so you can kind of schedule all of the time that you're going to need throughout your semester or throughout your month or however you're going to do it. I want one that you can take with you most places. So buy one that you can fit in your backpack. Don't get a super tiny one because you just, you know, you're going to lose it or it's just not going to be as valuable because you can't write as much stuff in it. And invest in one that makes you happy. Because if if you're doing time management right with a planner, you're going to see it a lot. So make it something that you know, has pretty pictures or flowers or whatever you're into, make it something that you enjoy looking at because you're going to be looking at it a lot. (laughs) Um, And my suggestion for students is to sit down at the beginning of the semester, once you have all of your syllabi, and go through and color code each class. And in your planner for each class, go to the monthly part and put 
in pink when you have an exam for the pink class and put in green when you have all your quizzes and where you have homework due. So everything is color coded. And then you go to the weekly and the monthly and you put stars or you put exactly what is due, exactly what chapters and make it more detailed as you get into the day to day. So your month should be an overview. Your week is a little bit more detailed and then your daily is a nitty gritty. Here's what you must do. I really think it's important to outline everything that you have to do in that planner right away um, because it's it's going to help you in the long run to stay organized and to manage your time because everything is there. Um, it's I, I'm kind of jumping into the next topic too, but um, the most important point that I want to say about the planner is you have to use it. You have to use the planner. So get it, organize it, and use it. What do you think? Nurse Danielle, I couldn't agree more with all those points. That's that's just a perfect way to get started organizing and time managing. Um, I've seen some beautiful planners come to my office, and um, they've they've come in with the colors, and those those really really work, and it's helpful. They don't miss an exam, they don't uh, miss an assignment due. The only thing that I find missing a lot of times are the daily tasks, um, the reading. They uh, students have trouble sorting out that reading time or how to get to the point to be ready for those color-coded times. Uh, so I, I'd like to add like a, a planner that has a task column at the end. And that's something I've, I've noticed a lot of the new planners have now. And um, like a to-do list. A to-do list yeah. for every day mm-hmm. is like you look ahead and you see this exam coming up and you know you have to complete so much reading. You need to break that down uh, and every day add your reading time, which I talked about in another podcast. Um, so, you know, Schedule that reading time so that you can break down your tasks along with it. But uh, yeah, the most important point is to use it. Get it out daily. Look at it uh, at the beginning of the day. And then at the end of the day, revise it, add to it, move items out. Yep. Yep. And it's funny that you said, like how you said that, because it kind of leads into my next point. Schedule time for everything. Everything you ha- has to be in your planner. Everything has to have a schedule. So it's much easier to sit down and study for two-hour increments if you have it scheduled in your planner. It's easier to sit down and read if you have it in your schedule. Like, these are my reading hours. This is when I'm going to study. This is when that is. Um, if you're trying to squeeze everything in and it's not on your planner, well, where can I fit this? And where can- No, just plan it from the beginning. I schedule time for everything. My classes, my workouts, my homework, eating. I put eating on my calendar. It's important. It's important. (laughs) And if it's not on there, the likelihood that I'm going to forget to eat if I'm that busy is actually quite high. (laughs) And that's kind of sad because we all have to eat. We have to fuel our brain. But it, it surprises me how often I'm like, oh, my goodness, I didn't eat today. Well, it should have been on my calendar, right? So I schedule in eating. I do. I agree. That's important because I want to share a story of a student that scheduled her eating time. So we were working on her calendar and she said, "Um, well, maybe I should start packing my lunch Um, because she looked at her calendar. She started looking at her day and she realized she took two hours to walk somewhere eat her lunch and come back and she lost time. So she started scheduling the night before packing her lunch on certain days. And then she only lost 
at, at, you know, half an hour while she was eating because she was thinking ahead and prepared. And she said, I can really use that time to review. Yeah. An hour and a half of just of spare time. Couldn't we all use another hour and a half in our day? She just didn't <laughs> see it until she mapped it out. Right. Yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah. And so I'm glad that it worked out for her. And I, I definitely suggest anything in your day that, I mean, I don't schedule bathroom because when you got to go, you got to go. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. But I do schedule eating. I, so, so schedule time for everything. Um, the next thing that I wanted to talk about was distractions, because I think that it's very easy for students and nurses to get distracted when they're trying to do a task. So don't get distracted is my next key point. You need to stay focused on what you are doing while you're doing it. There is nothing worse than a student who I see shopping during my lectures, and then they reach out to me a week later because they failed their exam. That's kind of on you. Like, if you're going to shop during my lectures, you're probably not going to get the content. Well, the same goes for cheating yourself. If you're trying to read or you're trying to study, don't let other things distract you. You need to focus on the task. It's extremely difficult for people to shut down social media. That is something we all recognize as a problem. And it's widespread. It's not just a certain age group or a certain, you know, set of students. It's oh, everyone. It's yes, everyone. It is. It's everyone. Um, we are all victim to wasting an hour or two trudging through old Facebook pictures, but it's, it's really not worth it. Um, have a designated time each day to be free from social media. Your study time is a, a great time to, to have that cutoff because it's incredibly distracting to have notifications going off while you're trying to read or, you know, study cardiac on how to save someone's life who's having a heart attack. You kind of want to focus on that information. Kind of important. Kind of, kind of important. Um, so future you will definitely appreciate the focus that you've put in by, you know, cutting off social media for and turning off the TV and kind of just being in your own little bubble for a while. Um, and part of not getting distracted is learning to say no. And we kind of talked a little bit about, you know, in the beginning when you were talking about being able to manage your time and speak up for yourself and learning to say no is essential for not getting distracted. So right now, I want everyone, I'm going to count to three and I want everyone to say no with me. Ready? One, two, three, no. no. Okay. If you say no to your friends and they know you're in nursing school, they know why you're saying no. And that's a good friend. If your friends don't understand why you're saying no to them and they get angry, then you probably need to reconsider who you're hanging out with because it's probably not going to work out for your nursing degree. I'm just saying. I agree. I agree. <laughs> I've seen that. Um, you need a you need a positive support system and uh, surround yourself with positivity and people who support your passion. And that's nursing. So speaking of distractions, have you heard of the Pomodoro technique? I haven't. Why don't you share it with me? I'd love to because Yay. it has changed my life. Okay. Um, I've been using it for a while and it's called the Pomodoro technique, but I didn't know why it was called that. So I did some research for this podcast Yay. so I could share with every, all of our <laughs> listeners why it's called that. Pomodoro is tomato paste. I oh. thought, what does that have to do with time management? 
So I looked it up and it happened so that there was a university student that was so distracted while he was studying that he had to come up with some method to keep him on task. He had a lot of, a lot of large projects, um, writing and studying, and he would just get lost in it all and not feel accomplished, you know? And so he went into his kitchen and got his kitchen timer and it happened to be a tomato. So that's what he used. And you could actually buy this tomato timer on Amazon for $7 <laughs> right now. Okay. Um, and go back to the original roots of this technique. But what he did was set a timer and timed himself. I will write this one page paper within a half an hour. So he set the timer and then he realized, well, half an hour is a long time. I was, I got distracted. So he developed this technique where he divided it up into 25-minute segments. And every 25 minutes, his timer would go off, and he would take a five-minute break. He would go to the bathroom. He would go take a snack, um, just something or stretch, and then come right back to task. He would do that four times, four 25-minute segments with five-minute breaks before he would take a long break. Okay. Then he would take a longer break. So um, he would do this as he was working on projects, and then he would plan a total time. So if he had a four-hour period, he would plan out all of his breaks. And he found that it trained his brain to focus for short intervals of time, and he could get back on task by uh, after having those short breaks. Now, that's something that he did for a, lot, a, a long time, and he researched it. So I thought, well, I'll give it a try. 25 minutes was a little long for me. I changed mine to 15 minutes. I'm sorry. I just have a short attention span, <laughs> especially when it's reading. So I would, I did every 15 minutes and take a break. So you have to adjust it to fit your who you are and, right. and what works for you. But then what I found is I could extend it after a while. And then after a while, I really didn't need a timer anymore. I had trained myself to look at these large tasks, these large reading, this you know, reading assignments, papers, projects do, and I would break them up and focus on it, which meant turn off my phone. But on my long breaks, I checked my phone. Um, it also gave me power. I became in control. I could become an advocate for myself because I knew I needed an hour to get a task done. And if I had interruptions, I could control those a little bit easier. But um, it's a it's a really nice method. And um, now it's just part of my life. But I teach it to my students. And, and I hope that if you give it a try, it really does work. I th Yeah. And I think that it, it's funny. <laughs> I'm just going to make this note because when you first said tomato paste, I thought we were going to have to <laughs> do something with eating tomato paste. And I was a little scared there. So I love tomato paste. <laughs> like, um, I don't want to do that. No, but now that I know what you're actually talking about, um, I think it's a really great idea. And I do remember going to a nursing conference, um, maybe, you know, several years ago and having someone say, you know, every 30 minutes, you should be just rerouting your students to somewhere besides the PowerPoint. So it, at least, you know, it could be more often than that. So I've tried to incorporate a little bit of, okay, everybody click here. Everybody go out into here. Everybody Google this, which I don't, maybe not Google, but, you know, go look this up. And so I always try to 
expand in the classroom because the students need those breaks too. And whether, you know, whether it's a social media break or whether it's a break to just get their eyes off of the PowerPoint for five minutes, it's a break from their brain and it mixes it up. And I'm, I believe if I'm remembering correctly, there are statistics to show that their learning and their retention of information is actually better when they get those breaks. And I, I, I think so. And I think part of that is because when they come back from that short break, which didn't really take them that far from the material. When they come back, they're doing a quick review to catch up. So now they've reviewed what you just taught and and what you've just read. You're like, I took my five minute break. Where did I leave off? You do a quick review and now it really retain, you retain it more right. and better. Right. So the goal for today is for everyone to set a tomato timer <laughs> and try this out and see if it works for you. And, you know, kind of develop that time interval so it works best for you. And then like Nurse Debbie said, work with it to expand that time so it works best for you to stay focused on your studies. Multitasking is going to be the next thing that we talk about. And I believe that Nurse Debbie and I have some differences of opinion on this. So this should be a nice section of discussion for you. So my philosophy is bring on the multitasking. Um, I want to note this is definitely not a skill for beginners. So if it's your first or second semester of nursing school, it's probably not the best for you to do yet. Um, and it's definitely not meant for everyone. However, there are people out there that can effectively multitask. So I think it's important first to know what kind of learner you are to be able to appropriately multitask because there are some learners that have to stay 100% focused the entire time and multitasking may not work for them. But for example, an auditory learner can listen to their ebook or listen to the, a pre recording of themselves talking or a recording of their lecture while they're studying or while they are commuting to or from clinical. And they're doing two tasks at once they're driving to clinical and they're listening to the book. And so, technically, that is multitasking, in my opinion. Um, I recommend that every college student, nursing major or other, go online and take a test to pin down what type of learner you are um, so that you can use this technique for successful studying. Um, I am a visual learner, so it really helps me when I'm studying. If as I'm studying, I look up videos and I watch the videos while I'm studying because I will read about it and then I visualize it and then it puts the two pieces together for me. So tell me what you think about it. Well, maybe we don't differ as much as you think, but I think that defining multitasking is important, especially for our listeners, because I, I feel like a lot of my students want to uh, feel like they can be on their, their phone or on uh, shopping while I'm talking and that, that they pay attention better when, in fact, they're really missing a lot of the whole lecture uh, what the point I'm trying to make. And uh, so I think that type of multitasking is kind of a, a, a different idea and a different thought process. Um, you know, working smarter, not harder is, is important. We, ha we have to multitask as nurses. Oh, yeah. That's the only way to survive. So I guess we have to think about the way we multitask and be very mindful of it and be present. Um, and so I, I, I think that we probably agree more than, than we at first thought. Yeah. Okay. Well, good. I'm yeah. glad because I was like, oh no, she's going to tell me not yeah. to multitask. I just worry that we think that, um, 
you know, we can watch a movie or TV and read and um, listen to something, listen to a podcast. Our podcast would be different, of course. Well, obviously. But, yeah. So, <laughs> um, and, and I have to admit, I cannot listen to podcasts while I'm driving. Okay. I just, I've, I, I would have to rewind it and go back because I just can't do that. But many people can. That's how they get it. They have, they listen to their books. So you're right. It, it matters uh, the type of person you are. Yeah. And I think you have to own it. Yes. Like, I'm not that person. Right. I can't do that, but you can do that well. Right. And I know, like I said, you know, I will pull up clips of videos of whatever I'm studying. And that helps me visualize and study because I'm putting the pieces together. But I know that there are students that need complete silence, no distractions while they study, because if anything interrupts their thought process, whether it be a sound or a noise or a light or whatever, they're just completely thrown off. And so I agree that you have to know what kind of learner you are. You have to know who you are to make sure that it's going to work for you. 100%. Um, so the next thing that we're going to talk about is have a little common sense. Now, some people are just have more common sense than others, but there is some common sense that you can have in nursing school, no matter who you are. So I want to give you just a couple examples. Eight hours straight of studying is not as effective as studying a little bit every day. That is common sense. If you try to not go to lectures and not do any readings and then you have an exam the next day and you try to pull everything together and get a bunch of resources and pack everything into one day and just binge on studying, the likelihood of your success is not going to be as high as if you practice a little bit every day and study a little bit every day. How about you think? Do you agree? I agree. That's that's in that time management uh, and using your planner, uh, wherever your weaknesses are, that's what you need to plan. If you're feeling overwhelmed with this planner idea, like putting everything on there, well, then start out where your weak areas are. If you've got a weak, if, if you're doing well in most classes, but one class you're not, that's the one you need to start right. with. Find your weak spots. Quit studying and rereading everything you know. Find out what you don't know. Right. Find out your weak spots and start there. Yep, yep. The next thing for common sense is Tie in NCLEX style questions all along your journey while you're a student. It's the format that your professors are going to use for testing. And ultimately, it's your end goal is to pass your NCLEX so you can take care of patients and get your license. So if you're practicing those questions all along the way while you're in those topic areas, it's going to be a lot easier for you to answer those questions when you're sitting for your board exam. So when you're in farm, do NCLEX farm practice test. When you're in med surge, do med surge focused ones for whatever topic that you're learning about at the time. I really, really think it's important to tie NCLEX style questions in all along the way instead of waiting till you're in your capstone or your last semester and then trying to fit in a bunch of stuff. I agree. It's the practice. It's just doing a little bit each day with the planner, with the Pomodoro technique, all of those different things we're talking about. It's practice, training your brain. Right. Um, And one thing for common sense that I think is pretty easy for nursing students to overlook is self-care. If you are feeling exhausted, rest. If you are feeling hungry, eat. 
if you are feeling things, you need to do something about it rather than, well, no, I have to keep studying. No, I have to do this. We're all human. Now, if you haven't studied all week and now you have anxiety because you're, you know, cramming right you know the night before yeah you're gonna have some anxiety but that should just say I need to use my planner I need to reorganize my time in the future so that I don't feel like this anymore I I think that self-care really does um go out the window when you're in nursing school it really does it does and and it's it's like that you don't want to feel that way. How can I not feel this way? Let's plan something. And you know what? Your professors want to help you plan. Yes. And that's my next That's my next point. Yes. Ask for help. Yes. Ask for help. Um, if you need help with time management skills, there are likely some pretty experienced people right in your school that have been through this before. And some of them more recently than you would think. Um, talk to your nursing professors. Talk to upperclassmen in the nursing program, or even people at your nursing association, if you're a part of a student nurse organization, um, to see what's worked for different people and pick the pieces out that have worked for other people to make something that will work for you. But asking for help is huge because if you don't ask for help, you're just going to drown. And and that's 1000% not where we want our students. We want our students to be successful. We do. And we don't like sitting in our office all alone for office hours. Right. Come see us. Right. That's why I'm here. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We schedule office hours, not just for content. We schedule office hours for anything nursing related. So if that is time management, if that is how to study, if that is something specific to a certain chapter, any anything that you have questions about nursing related, that's what we're here for. So use us. Use the time that we have set aside for you because, yeah, I can sit in my office and work, but I'd much rather work with a student. I'd Me much too. rather utilize those hours. Me too. To be with my students, getting to know them, getting in their brain, and helping them be successful because that's my goal. And to remember that passion, why they chose nursing, yes. because we get lost in the struggle. And so sometimes it's just about reigniting that fire and saying, let's let's get back to why you chose this and, and get all excited about it. And that just makes it a little easier to tackle those tough, tough jobs. Absolutely. So do you have any more tips for time management for our students? Well, not today, but I bet I, I have a lot in my office. If they come to office hours, I'd love to pull them out. All right. Good <laughs> deal. Well, that's all that we're going to talk about for time management today. It doesn't mean it'll be our last time management episode. We might have to revisit it if we discover some new wonderful research and things that are working for our students. So thank you so much for joining us today, and we will see you here soon for our next episode. Bye-bye. Thanks. Have a great day at school and don't forget your stethoscope. Talk to you soon.